1: Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast.
2: Yo, what's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by Cat Chronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest news and opinions from the fan perspective I do it with my homeboys each and every week, but before I get their uh, voices on this mic, if we could get some thumbs up from the chat room, uh, giving us a little okay on the audio. Adjustments made on the audio on the fly, right before the show goes live. Never make for a good recipe, but I got my boy Cody in the house, who he'll intro himself once, twice, or thrice if I make him. What's up, Cody.
3: What's going on, man? And you never know, my voice might sound like Barry White at any given moment because of my crazy microphone. But hey, dude, it doesn't matter. It's a Tuesday night. I'm excited to be here. And as always, our chat room is lit with the Panther faithful fans of the C3 Carolina Cat Chronicles podcast. The founder in the building, co-founder Joe Rialano. What's up, brother? Underground West C. John Kidco Barrera. Matt knows nothing. Trill, Warren, Brad Dugan, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll.
2: The Panthers continue to roll on with training camp. At this point in the normal year, we would have been playing the New England Patriots at this point. Uh, We would have been able to see Cam Newton in a New England jersey taking over. um, And really what everyone knew was going to be the number one Uh, option in new England versus a Carolina team that we were hoping to learn a lot about. But sadly, because COVID has ruined the world uh, is that we don't even, I don't even know what week of training camp this is. I believe it's the third week of training camp. On top of that, I believe that um, the Panthers are training, They are camping in a way, but other than that, um, you know, really limited peek into what this team is going to look like. You know, we have these visions in our head uh, of uh, sugar plums and all of this stuff, but at the same time, I just haven't seen it other than the little bit of, you know, video clips that are coming out from the controlled Carolina Panthers environment, but uh, we are very close to football, guys. CK in the house. Did you know that football, I think college football starts next weekend.
4: Dude, that's insane to think about. But I, 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 I for the uh, sake of, of taking this a step backwards, if COVID hit last year, Cam Newton may
2: still be a Panther. <sighs> mm-hmm.
3: Damn, yeah, because so he
2: wouldn't bad. have gone in the preseason. Um, yeah, is that Cam Newton, I, I hate that I'm the only reason I actually even brought his name up at this point, I did want to talk about him a little bit. I got some good jokes about Jared Stidham and him. But um just because we would have been playing the Patriots, my friend said, Hey, you yeah. guys would have been playing the Patriots this week and I was like, Well you, what? you like, bring I, you up because I don't have a reason, timeline. That
4: didn't that didn't um register in my mind until you brought up the preseason that we would be playing the Patriots. And it was last year during the Patriots preseason game that he got hurt. And I started to think, what if we Ah. didn't have to play the Patriots last year? Like, what if that didn't happen? I know that it's a lot of – he might have hurt himself other places or in a different game or anything like that. But you start to really kind of put things together and you're like, dang, going this timeline couldn't have been worse with everything. Um, So just another nail in the coffin of 2020.
3: But, hey, man. Telling you what do I like to say about what ifs, and hey, what if my yeah. aunt had nuts? She'd be my uncle.
2: Yep, that's the truth. And uh, we've also got Greg, the man of many podcasts, and he podcasts, probably put and, them um, in. Yeah, <laughs> 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 easy, easy there. It's a family uncle. friendly this podcast is family friendly at least for the first four minutes. Uh, um, well, so, so exactly. So you're, yeah, you're, you're, cl- it's clean, you're clear to go. We got Greg, the man of many podcasts in here, a.k.a. the Bat Daddy, the Stat Daddy. What's up, Greg? How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, man.
5: Uh, Ready to talk some Panthers football. It's been a crazy weekend. Comic-Con, well, not Comic-Con, but Fandome last weekend, which is a virtual Comic-Con. It's been a busy time. Um, Very happy about the way things turned out, but uh, tonight it's all about Panthers football, and uh, I've got a few things we can talk about this evening.
2: What is really great about that, Greg, is that you have a family, you've got a career, you've got... um, Projects, a a hobby? Yeah, these projects, right? And the most fatiguing thing in your life is recreation. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) oh my God, we've had all of this awesome... Movie watching, <laughs> no, but the comment <laughs> right. is that's how I feel with football during the football season, and I'm ready for that. You know, I'm due. to come back. I am too. I feel like I,
4: especially on the weekends outside of streaming, that I am just searching, searching for something to do. Like And I'm ready for our post games. I'm ready for our four hour
2: long Tuesday night recap of what happened on Tuesday or on Sunday. Like, and like, to be annoyed by it, you know, like to be tired of it. Like, oh, yeah, we yeah. watched so much football this
4: week. Somehow Ugh. we would go till one o'clock in the morning and we're just like, we
2: got to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we want to just stay up all night doing it. I'm ready um, to
3: break down a new film, man. I'm ready to yeah. see these rookies in action. We've been hearing a lot about them, uh, you know, through the grapevine. Uh, Tony, you kind of mentioned before the show. Uh, we're kind of here and there getting some news. The reporters aren't necessarily on the field like they used to any, anymore. So the information that we get is, you know, kind of nil. It's You take what you can get. But uh, we have heard some good things. Um, coming out, and uh, I'm sure we're gonna talk about them tonight. I mean, things are starting to happen. Once football starts, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna feel like it never left. Almost, it's gonna feel normal, and that's what I'm hoping for.
2: Tonight's show is about the. I don't even. I've I've had trouble. I've always had trouble keeping count of the episodes. I can't count, guys. Um, we're about 30 episodes deep already into the season. 29 30 right in that range we start the season the year after ap- the week after the Super Bowl is when our podcasting season shifts right uh, tonight's show is Carolina training camp chin check chin check uh, and you don't stop chin check and you don't stop that's right we're gonna be talking about Jeremy chin or Jeremy shin as some people like myself call him uh, as uh, being the name that was predominant in the media today, Matt rules is excited about it. And the reason we're talking about Jeremy Chin is because the Panthers have not had an answer at strong safety since Mike Minter, like, left a consistent answer. And Jeremy Chin was a really high prospect to your man Cody Lashney on this show, is that he, as soon as this pick was made was gushing about it from the beginning, so we're hearing his name. There's also news continuing uh, to flow throughout the secondary and the questions about uh, what the corner rotation is going to be like, who's the starting two, what's the depth going to be like. We continue to hear good news out of the offense. As uh, I mean, Right right now, all we're hearing is good news, but you should only be in here good, uh, hearing good news at this point. Right. Is the team is controlling all the media. They're controlling the, the tone of everything. It sounds like. And this is the time where everybody can be great. Right. You have no losses at this point. So we are. But we're, you know, kind of bursting at the seams with optimism a little bit. Uh, But we're ready to see this team. So go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. The number is 252-228-5098. Join in the conversation. Go ahead and call in and see what your thoughts on the Matt Rule comment on Jeremy Shin was. As well as, who do you think the Panthers are going to be able to start at corner? Will Dante Jackson and Eli Apple be enough? Will a young guy need to step into that rotation? Or will the Panthers... Ultimately have to continue to pad the roster with maybe a late free agent pickup. What's on your mind? We want to know. And now I'm going to turn the mic over to you guys. Before we get into the minutiae news of training camp, I just want to kind of, as we're trying to find our, you know, kind of gauge where we're at, That the reason I brought up the preseason game is I didn't even know until my friend told me that it would have been the third week of the preseason. Like, my entire timeline of where we are at camp, where the team is at, when our first game is, I'm completely discombobulated. So, I want to ask you, and I'll start with Cody, is what's on your minds right now in discombobulated football worlds? What have you been thinking about related to the Carolina Panthers and the NFL uh, coming in tonight's show?
3: Well, I'm kind of i'm wondering uh you know kind of thinking about the preseason i don't think we're ever going to see four preseason games ever again i think that you know maybe uh covid was the catalyst for these games kind of being axed maybe they might go back to one or two you know once there's there's no uh concerns about spreading corona or whatnot but I, I'm, I've been wondering, what is the long-term impact going to be on sports? So, like, now that the NBA and the NHL have all moved their seasons back and they're starting at a different time, and now they're going to finish at a different time, like, have, have the sports schedules forever been rearranged because of this? Like, now are we going to have a scenario where – Every year, we're gonna have the same kind of sports around the same time. Like, I'm just—I've just been trying to think. What are the lasting repercussions that that we're experiencing that we might not be aware of yet? If that—if that makes sense, you know what I mean? No,
2: like, it does. And and one of the things you look at is does it affect the baseball season? I know we could go to different sports right away. Um, you know, the accelerated baseball season with the extended postseason. Basketball starting later. I know um, that Greg's a basketball fan. I I know that hardcore basketball fans have wanted basketball to start in December anyway, uh, from the beginning. But ultimately, I think the deepest changes are going to come in college sports right now. And you got to wonder if college sports are effectively going to recover in a way that they. You know, are we going to weed out? um, You know, the mid-level programs at and, and beyond just college football, but basketball as well, I think that that's where I'm looking at, like, it's going to be the most dramatic of changes this year and potentially
5: in the short future. Yeah. No. I actually agree with you 100% on that. I think, well, adding to it, I don't think that pro sports will change. I think that after this see, this pseudo basketball, uh, baseball, football, and uh, NHL season are over, I think it'll all go back to normal. I think they'll start at regular times. Football's not going to be affected. Hopefully, it's going to be about the same season, you know, minus maybe preseason. But as far as the sports go, I mean, when you got guys making millions of dollars a year, I think they can be all right one year without having a six, seven-month break. Like, they'll be okay. I mean, basketball goes on for quite a while. It's October through June. So it's most of the year, but I'm sure most of these guys would rather go out there and play anyway, especially because they had that extended break. But as far as college goes... I agree Tony. I think that it's going to affect the college game tremendously because curriculum in college is is planned around sporting sometimes, isn't it?
2: Well, the in many ways their eligibility is, right? Okay. So they got to be in school at certain times. They got to be full-time students. So like when you have, you know, if you're a football student, you really only have to be eligible two semesters in a way. Yeah. Right. right. And, well, and, and then those other semesters, they're trying to pack in classes, pull their GPAs up. For me, I'm thinking more of travel. Uh, I'm thinking the scope of, of these sport of college sports. Um, and really, is this going to expose a sort of um, dirty underbelly economically? of of these pro of these big multi-billion dollar organizations i think so and i wanted to
4: actually address something because i think that it's kind of i think we all know it happens but nobody's ever going to actually come out publicly as a school and say this but you know that these a lot of these star players get a break on their scores like on their testing and grades and things like that so that they can maintain that scholarship that's required Um, whatever the gpa requirement is to maintain a scholarship um so i'm really curious of how that's going to you know impact some of these seniors that aren't going to be playing now all of a sudden the school doesn't have to cater to their you know their their gpas or anything like that um and so these 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 professors these uh teachers are not going to be kind of coerced into giving these guys a little bit of a lighter workload than other students. So I'm really interested not only from the economical but the actual educational aspect of things.
2: Yeah. That's a good point. The education has always been and look, this is somebody who's worked in these institutions, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that it's always been honest on the academic side is like nobody very rarely do you have people that are really bending. You know what I'm saying? Like, very. I mean, there there are certainly instances of that, but you don't have people going overboard. But really, the whole programs are built on kind of a farcical academic thing. Is that is that like
6: that? Like, if that you word. have an army
2: of tutors, and we're mm-hmm. like, we got to do this three page paper together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's gonna get done. Um and if you just think about it, is, is that if if you're really going to take a full-time load in college, it's supposed to be like a full-time job. And I promise you that college football players are working more than a full-time job already. So there's yeah. just simply just so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I don't even want to yeah. call the integrity of it, but um, going back, just kind of circling this back to Cody, what is what are you and You brought this question up. Yeah. What are the what are the angles that are kind of, kind of uh, the impetus for this question? Maybe the under what you what you're thinking about.
3: Well, so the, there's there's two different things, and I want to touch on one thing briefly because the chat is already talking about it. Um, Jordan Scarlet uh, has been released, and one more thing before I get to the thing that I, that, that I sent you uh, that I want to talk about is. Again, man, I feel like we're we're going through this thing where who panthers? Maybe it's Matt Rule, maybe it's Marty Herney. No, maybe it's David Tepper still giving out all the marching orders to everyone. It's like if if this is uh, another uh, busted late round pick by Marty Herney. It wasn't even a play. late
2: round; it was a fourth. Mm-hmm. Well, was so
3: how many fourth four, rounds fourth, actually? Fifth round. How many fourth? Opinion, or right. No, I, I mean it That's wasn't true. an early
5: pick, but it wasn't a sixth or a seventh. Well, you don't expect a fourth round pick to be at all.
2: Who an was all our four. fourth round pick this year? Uh,
3: this year was. Um,
4: it was after Jeremy Chen, right? Oh, yeah, was, was it
3: Chen, Stanley uh, Oliver? I think.
2: Okay. I feel like we're usually. I have... Um. Lost
5: uh, so you Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it's not me. oh, there is.
2: oh Cody. Oh, no. Is my back problem. out. You, oh, sound, back. you know what's happening. Your voice has got delayed. all down <laughs> His voice got down
4: And it delayed there for a second, too. Oh, yeah. He said something, and then it, his, his video... Hold on, let's see. All
3: right, is that better? <laughs> it's delayed. Is that better? <laughs>
4: yeah, it is, delayed. but you're delayed. Right, I'll, I'll, be right right. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. But yeah, his, his. I guess the question was about the Jordan Scarlett and who who actually released him and everything along those lines. Um, and a lot of people were saying, "Let's start the die on that hill." I mean, the reality of the situation is, yes, there was promise with Jordan Scarlett, and I think we wanted Jordan Scarlett to be something. But when, when Bonifan got named a, a, the backup over top of him, I think that was writing on the wall that he was not at the standard that he needed to be. Right, And so I don't think it's a problem that he got. Honestly, I don't blame Herney. I mean, how many of our fourth-round, fifth-round picks actually make it you know, out of their rookie contract with us?
2: Well, I think the well. Okay.
4: Is that
3: better? Yes. yes. Am I better? Oops. Is that better? Okay. You're still yeah. a little
4: yeah. w- delayed with your video and your mic, though. You're good.
3: So, all right. The pretty much the only thing I was saying is that I, I'm 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 upset that it's another guy that didn't really get a chance yeah. to shine in this system, and now he's out the door. And and again, it goes back to that thing: who's making the decisions? It, 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 is, and it, it goes back to that confusion that we keep on talking about. Who's making the decision here? Is that Matt Rule that said, okay, well, this is a guy that was left over from before I was here. He doesn't fit what we're doing. Maybe we'll let Bonifon better give him the ax. Or is this a Marty Herney decision, you know, based on the uh, number of players you're allowed on the roster? Or was this to try and keep another player? Like, I don't know what goes into it, but – It represents another player that had a lot of potential and could have been good for us. And now it's, well, whatever. See you next time. Like, I'm worried about how many players are going to continue to go and come through our door that way because of our GM.
5: I agree with you on the worrying about how many other players it's going to happen for. But in this particular situation, when you have Christian McCaffrey, when you have arguably the best... Arguably Mike the Davis. best back in the NFL. Mike Davis is actually the name they're gonna, all interested in right now. Well, all I'm saying is backup. that guy's not going to get a lot of attention, right? I mean, right. I mean, seriously, if we put Scarlett on the field more and he did not produce, what are you going to say? You're going to say, oh, we have Christian McCaffrey. Why are they not using him? Why are they using Scarlett? It's, it's kind of a lose-lose situation either way. But honestly, I'll take the downside of Christian McCaffrey over the upside of Scarlett any day of the week. So for me, well, that particular position, it's a little bit different story. You know? When
3: it
2: co- I think what Cody is is kinda even getting at though, or, is that it's not even about the cut. It's about right. the, the pattern. Right. It's about why did we why do we draft someone who is gonna be so easily cut, like discarded. Um, and well, if you and yeah. now we do have to just say this is that it's really a little difficult to gauge if this is going to be the norm, yeah. Or if as we go forward with the new regime, because clearly they are not interested in keeping anybody associated with the previous regime. Yes. Yeah, like, no, and I agree
4: to some degree. I think there is still some that's out there, but um, you know, one of the things that. Uh, I think that is important with all of this is hold on, um, sorry, I was trying to pay attention to the chat. I, oh the Earl Thomas thing anyway, sorry, that kind of got me distracted. You somebody else go ahead because I'm really thinking about this Earl Thomas thing now okay well,
3: no.
2: yeah, I mean, and, and we come back to this is is and I saw we were both involved in a Twitter, just a retweet thing today talking about the potential. Greatness of this draft class, right? So, someone put out this, I think it was Panthers culture, or he retweeted somebody this. And it was like, if Derek Brown is awesome, Jeremy Chin is like the man, like they're starting to say he is, and Gross Matos is like, if we hit on all three of these, this is an epic draft. When your first three picks and the rest suck, then it is a great draft. But we've been looking at our past drafts and we.
6: No. And we've hit on some
2: people every now and then. But really what the problem is, is that we haven't hit on enough fourth P picks. Right now, if you go back and you look at the draft picks for the Carolina Panthers over the last, I mean, you can go back to 2015. I would be remiss to see how many are on the dang Do team we still. Do we know who,
4: because they're saying the move was to make room for the punter. Well, when we put Pilardi on injured reserve, we made room for another punter. So who did we sign at that point? Because really, if we look at it from that perspective, we didn't sign another person in place of the punter. So who we signed when there was an open roster spot is who we really signed in place of Scarlett. So who is that? Do we know?
3: In place of him? Basically, because
4: they're saying right now we waived Scarlett so that we can sign this punter.
2: Well, if
3: Pilari well, I tell
4: is you, that roster, was
2: probably the most necessary signing in the world.
4: Yeah. Well, well, yeah. well, here's my question. <laughs> if Polardi's not a part of the actual roster anymore...
2: Right, Doesn't then, don't you get a break on the roster anyway? Which
4: means they signed somebody else that wasn't a punter after they took him off of the roster.
2: And so they thought this lame-ass was, was going to do good, yeah. Whoever that was...
4: Is actually the person replacing Scarlett or taking Scarlett's roster spot. Not this punter kicker. So I'm really curious as to who we felt was a better and more solid selection than our fourth round pick or fifth round draft pick, Jordan, Jordan Scarlett, that we signed after Pilarity was placed. I'm curious to who that person is because I don't know.
2: We could have cut uh, almost needed to cut a starter to get a punter. Cody, last week you were talking about the punter and the ice up and him kicking over the wall basically yeah. just hitting some random dude in the side of the head walking down Mint Street or whatever. So he
3: did it again, right? Yes, he did it again.
2: The next day he did it again, but I Is this have the same guy. Yeah. That's why they went and did this. When they said they had to clear a room for an extra punter, it's because this guy sucked so much. An
4: extra, so we have more punters on. We have more than one.
2: Punter I think on our they're team bringing though. in competition from this guy for this guy because he can't kick. What? Kodiak Co- uh, solved this problem though. He just needs to look at the side, like, kick it to the sideline.
3: Yeah, because if he like aimed at the coach,
2: he would kick it straight yeah, yeah, yeah. down the center. It's mm, almost like right. me playing golf. I suck so bad at golf. If I really start hooking it, I'll like do something crazy. Like look. A hundred and whatever degrees this way, and hit it, and hope it comes way back around. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's like
3: um, taking it's it's a, it's a, it's a piss after it's the wanted to. It just shoots everywhere. You have to aim in a different direction. Line Line
4: Stanford. Um, so, oh yeah. Sign What's his on name? Linebacker Stanford is what Matt knows nothing said. Um, so I'm really curious because. I think I think Mike's right. I think that we're that's you know depending upon what our linebacker room looks like he's probably not going to be on the 53 man roster. Which indicates to me that they intended on cutting Scarlett even before the season. So I think this was just a uh preemptive cut. I mean I I don't know who this linebacker Stanford is that we've gotten. Mm.
2: Not I oh I don't not know either. All right, i asked Sounds everybody like what what was on their mind for Cody it's how sports are going to change amidst COVID. CK, anything on your mind in the sports world coming in tonight's show? I mean,
4: honestly, I think the the thing that we've all kind of had on our mind, and that's the Earl Thomas news, I mean, if if we had one area that we felt like we need the
2: most help, where would it be? Not there anymore. We got you Jeremy Chin. I don't know. I don't want to. No, Jeremy
4: Chin, the way he's gaining weight, they're definitely or something. Like he's, what, what has he been playing at? Because it's not been
2: safety. They've been giving him reps somewhere else, haven't they? I don't know. I mean, I. So just,
3: I have a. a I problem. thought that was like, FA putting on all the weight. Matt Rule said, Chen is going to play a lot for us. Says so he would likely be a starter today. He plays really hard and plays really physical and is extremely coachable. Now, I don't necessarily know um, where that, that means we're going to play him. I'm assuming. We're gonna play him at nickel, because nickel,
6: Matthew,
3: yeah. yeah, because uh, a lot of tight ends are starting to line up there. And Jeremy Chin is you know six foot three, two hundred and thirty something pounds. He's gonna be able to match up with those bigger body tight ends uh, that that we're gonna go against, and he's gonna allow us to do different things based on based on him being in that alignment. And plus, it it lets us uh, have Shaq on the field, Weatherly. Um, Matt Rule has been saying that Andre Smith uh, has looked good in practice. So, it, you know, our linebacker core may be a little bit better better than advertised. So, yeah.
4: Um, I feel like I remember hearing something not playing the safety positions. Like, but that nickel position, yeah, it makes sense now. Maybe that's uh, what it is. Or,
2: or yeah, MC yeah, C- Mike V thinks you're right. right. Who knows? I mean, that's, a, that's one of those, t- he could go. It can go in either direction. We probably need help in all directions, so either way. But when it comes to Earl Thomas, huh. Oh, hold on. It says we're back.
3: Is we Look back? Good. Is we back? Let me see. If my yeah, own the here. the chat room is close. Uh, right. Is
2: cool. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's a, that's one of those. T- I don't know. We're delayed on the t- where we are live. Hopefully, the buffer... Was only drop frames detected. We just skipped ahead. Why, 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 why are y'all doing this to me? Um, why does it say streamlines detected drop frames over a few seconds ago? What does this mean? That's it. Don't, yeah, that just means the internet was. Yeah, I think we're
3: good now. My my video is back
2: up. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I got nothing I got zero interest in the old Earl Thomas at this point. And yeah, not because yeah. you know, is that if you can't fit in on the Ravens right now yeah. with a chance to win and you know, like if you can't if you can't adapt, you
4: can't put yourself in a position to be coachable on a team that was inches away from the Super Bowl last year. Right, I mean, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So all right. Um Greg, anything on your mind specifically? Sports world. I
3: don't know if it's back yet.
2: Oh, okay. All right. So, on my when it comes to the sports world is fantasy football, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Now that all the gambling has been legalized and we can all watch commercials for DraftKings, we can um, buy stock in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Publicly traded companies. How is fantasy football going to look this year? I'm trying. I'm in a draft right now. Is are you guys um, are you guys excited about fantasy football? I'm not doing the C three fantasy football league because of the uncertainty and it's a complicated league. It's not a normal league yeah, where you have to worry about with it. Yeah. Well, where Yahoo is just going to do it for you. Um, but are you guys going to be playing fantasy? And do you have any? Have you is it even on your radar yet? I mean, I am playing in a free league.
4: um, And it is honestly just so that I can not – I can have something to do, you know, (laughs) if nothing else. That's going to give me the opportunity to actually – Why
2: is it it COVID that has you unfantastic? I
4: don't don't think it's that. I think my mindset right now, it's just been like we've – this is supposed to be a break, right? You know, I think right now – having sports for me is going to be relaxing and when you start adding fantasy into that it starts to become just like what we passed you know six months which is just online consumption and and just working like for me it's like you know doing the stream up oh no there you
2: go okay sorry I froze on my side again. it's doing it um, yeah we're getting we're gonna have to speed the show up tonight it seems like
4: but I, I think it has a lot to do
2: with just how this
4: past four or five months being stuck at home has already impacted us. The last thing I think I want to do is spend more time just having that other content consumption when we, all we've been doing is dealing with Netflix, YouTube, doing this. Now watching sports, I want it to be a break from all of that. And I think fantasy is going to kind of bring me right back to where I was, where I'm just staring at my phone, setting up my lineup, researching people, and that normally is fun, but right now I think we've just done that for so it long. It makes
3: it so more fun. of a chore now than it's ever been.
4: Yeah, like it, I don't it, it's it.
3: another it's another thing that takes up time than yeah. it being something that you want to spend your free time doing. I get that.
2: Yeah, yeah
5: and it's hard to prepare for this year. Well, you know, I've been talking about running my fantasy league or debating whether I'm going to or not, and. And you know, everybody I've talked to has been like, well, it's going to be the year of the waiver wire because you don't know what's going to happen with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. There could be a guy who decides he wants to play and then two weeks later is like, oh, no, you know what? I'm afraid of COVID and I don't want to do it, which, you know, that, that's his thing if he wants to do that. But you never know what's going to happen with this year. And I don't even think I'm going to run my league this year. I think I'm just going to play daily fantasy. Yep.
2: Uh, that's what um, Mike Vela was saying is, you know, and, and you know one of the things that you don't have to worry about, imagine if you're in the fantasy football kind of you're the hunt, and all of a sudden you got Russell Wilson, he's killing it, and he gets COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, and like your star, you know, the fantasy rosters don't have enough padding. Injuries were already our killers as it was. Yeah. Right. You know, so um, is that now you got this? Uh, yeah, fantasy. I'm I'm trying to do this draft. I am trying to get my head in it, and I am not very prepared. You know, yeah, right. and um, but the cool thing about this year, when it comes to fantasy, is I'm looking at it. I almost feel like we're about to get a purge of old talent and an injection of new. Yeah, like the receivers. There are so many receivers that are going to be so good in this league that are number twos, number threes yeah. right now. Yeah. Like when these guys, like, and think about this. We're excited about Robbie Anderson in Carolina, and this mug ain't going to get drafted till like the 10th. You know? I mean, yeah. like, it's yeah. crazy. There's a lot of talent out there, there's a lot of receivers that continue to come into wow. the league. It's going to be fun and interesting. So that's on my mind. Um, all right, let's just keep plowing through because the streams are kind of sucking at this moment. Oh, oh, the other thing that was on my mind, too, is I read a account from a training camp from Miles, Miles whatever, who is the Panthers, one of the Panthers writers for the Panthers.com. And he just talked about how Brown and KK look kind of man Amongst boys, look <laughs> like they he said he used it as they got the look, those guys that got the look when they get off the bus, yeah, and like they just <laughs> look like they're gonna be badass. Um, so I am excited about that is that the defensive tackle situation, and the other that has been creeping into my mind is the idea is F.A. Obata beefing up. To play a role where he can be more effective, sliding on the inside. And almost, I I wonder if he is going to be trying to mimic Greg Hardy's game.
3: I wouldn't mind it. I mean, apparently. Not a bad game to mimic,
5: yeah.
2: yeah, Right. Dudes put on 15 to
3: 20 pounds. So, I mean, if he can make a real transition on the inside, yeah, that's a good thing to me. I mean, because you have to remember. Kaywon Short is not an every-down defensive lineman. or I mean, at least he hadn't been under Ron Rivera. They would have a bunch of different packages where they would sub them in and out. And you have to do that. I mean, defensive players, they're big guys, like Tony was saying. They come off the bus big. So, you know, you have to give other guys different reps. And um, someone made the point of saying um, Eric Armstead, the guy that uh, the 49ers paid, he's a fantastic defensive tackle. F.A. Obata is the same height, the same weight, I think the same arm length. I mean, if he doesn't have that natural bendability to bend the edge like like edge rushers are supposed to have, then, yeah, I'm all for him using his power, size, and strength, moving him inside and letting him be a disruptor. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Well, I like when
2: you can have a defensive end that can play tackle like – or a tackle that can play in like. So you could put some packages out there where you could see this. Imagine if they wanted to, like, we gotta get this sack. Like, no matter what, we are going to be blitzing here. Imagine if you put, as your front four, a gross matose, brown, short, and FA, and then you ran as a sixth pass standing up. Brian Burns. I mean, a fourth, fifth. Brian Burns standing up. You got size, power, strength, explosiveness. I mean, you know, we are gonna get this. It's third and six. We are coming for you. We sending the dog. You don't even have to send the dogs. You just send those five. Yeah. Our defensive
3: yeah. line doesn't have a lot of experience, but I'd be damned if they don't have a lot of talent.
2: Yeah. If this Gross I And I'm just not overexcited about Gross Matos until I, I I just have seen defensive ends generally take a while in the NFL. So I am going to say this, is I don't want to be like he's got to be great this year for me to, to give up on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I right. don't need that out right. of him. I'd rather... is is hit me up in three years and i and i need gross having 10 sacks in 2022 that's what i need that's like my, my measuring point is this third year is this mug wrecking shop because there's a very small group of
5: defensive ends that just do it from the get-go especially not third rounders too right uh, All right Second. but, but Second rounder. Yeah. Uh, but my thing is, uh, you're right. I don't want him to take off. I mean, like, I don't, I don't mind if he doesn't take off immediately. Give him a few years. But he can't be garbage either. Correct. He can't you know, be. So, so well, you know what? Right? He's got
2: to be better than. Um, and here's a a name for you. Coney Ely. Coney Ely yeah, yeah. is to Gross Matos. Second round pick. I think Gross Matos is more speed. Coney Ealy was more big boy. He, I think Coney Ely came in a lot bigger.
3: Coney Ely, though. Gross Matos is a big boy, too, man. That's 6'5", 265 pounds. I mean, he's a, he's a big dude. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't. I, I wasn't um, looking a lot into Coney Ely at that time. I don't remember a lot of his college plays when we, uh, when we drafted him. But... But I do know I I have watched a ton. I think he Rose, was Missouri or
2: you you uh He came out of the same yeah, Missouri. He came out of the same place that uh Greg Hardy went to school at.
3: Yeah. You uh, need to go to bed. Go sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I mean you're right though, defensive ends do night. take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But listen, man, I think Matt Rule said it and I do think this is true. We're going to play a lot of our younger players. A lot of guys that, you know, normally might have the leeway of having a, a, an up or down year. This year they're not gonna be afforded that. This is a young team and the young guys are gonna have to go out there and, and, and play. And you know, cut their teeth in the in the real NFL.
2: Coney Ely was listed at 6'4", 275. That might be his playing weight now. But and not before people shit on Cody Ely being a disaster, that mug was almost the Super Bowl MVP. Right. Yeah. If we if we win the Super Bowl, he was the MVP. He had the same exact game as Von Miller did that year. Mm-hmm. They just he was on the yep. losing team. His game might have arguably statistically been better than Von Miller's because he had an interception.
5: Now, I want to ask like, you though, like realistically, sidetrack. Do you think that if we did win that that Super Bowl, that Cam Newton would be the one who didn't get the MVP? Just out of curiosity.
2: Yeah, like, I Ealy. think they would. I think they got to give it to Coney Ely if we win it okay. that year.
3: But, but it depends. If 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 Cam had put the team on his back and led us back to victory, and like uh, you That's know, true, a, yeah, yeah, if, it, it depends. Right, on but how if we it, kicked it, a field it,
2: goal yeah. for the win or something like that, w- yeah, that then it would be Ealy. Or a stop yeah. that mo! That game he had was sick. It was like it was two strip sacks and interception, that interception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just was insane. But then he Our didn't. Our defense do as a whole was just now. It's unbelievable, all right. Bro. Here's the parallel. This is how we can we can find. Uh, I can find a bridge between any player in Carolina Panthers history and today. Okay. Coney Ely, second round defensive end pick. In a time where you're coming out of the Greg Hardy era, you're trying to find new defensive ends. A little uh, gross matosis, in a way, matosis. Gross. But then, here's the next parallel here. Is that Coney Ely, after he had that monster Super Bowl game, was given the reins. Right? He was given the position. Yeah, They said next year, and and he should have. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't. It seems a logical plan that he's going to start next year. He had a year as a rookie. He had kind a of coming out party. He's got the skill set. We drafted him, this and that. He's going to start. They gave him the position on the silver platter, and then all of a sudden he was in Ron Rivera's shithouse immediately. He didn't even make it out of preseason, <coughs> right? Right no yeah it was immediately people were already on his ass but my what question for Oh. nothing was the to the bit with the jets maybe or the yeah, bills no i thought no, it was no, the patriots, no, patriots. No, it oh the patriots it was the patriots third
3: round pick
2: that's not terrible oh yeah but here's the the connection to today is that right now this new coaching staff has put some serious Words behind some players already that yeah. we are um, not as maybe confident in as they are. As a point, now, Cody, is this a good time to segue to your tu- your tweet?
3: Yeah, I think so. Because to me, this is concern. I mean, I don't know. I want to get your guys' opinion because well, how, like in Chin, think about is.
2: this with Chin. Oh, I got this stupid video playing behind it. Where is it? Um, of that punter. Well, in on one hand we got them. You know, he's backing up Chin, and we're sitting there. You, we're excited about that, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, right yeah, about Jeremy so, Chin. Yeah.
2: Right, and so now here is that's a vote of confidence. But now tell us what this this tweet right here that I'm putting up or that I put up says. Matt Rule says there's a lot of guys battling for the second cornerback spot and the nickelback spot. Dante Jackson seems the only player who has solidified his spot as number one.
3: Yeah, and doesn't that isn't that a little bit concerning to everybody? I mean, Eli Apple, like we the, the, we we got Eli Apple, and, and and he's not. I mean, this is a guy that was a number one uh, or number fifteen pick, I think, by the Giants. Then he has a bunch of craziness that happens up in New York then it goes to new orleans and he was he was on a good football team and that definitely benefited him but he also drew a ton of penalties uh but he was the guy that we brought in to replace james bradbury and that's another thing you know james bradbury was a name that we love to kind of uh sometimes is good sometimes is terrible we all remember the brother herbert uh brother herbert going after him all the time but that's another <laughs> guy that's another guy that that we're going to miss, that we don't have. If we don't have that veteran presence of someone that's been here for a while at that corner position, Eli Apple was supposed to be that guy. Am I the only—I mean, is it a little bit too early for me to be concerned about this? Because I'm thinking of it. Why isn't Eli Apple, like, showing himself to be the number two corner? And why is— Why haven't we heard his name at all, really? Why is Corn Elder, of all people— Still in conversation to be the number two alongside Apple. It doesn't make sense to
5: He likes corn more than apples, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) He's talking about your (laughs) mic, (laughs) Tony.
2: No, his (laughs) corn and apples. No, did you see Ben? He
4: said, Tony, this has been driving me crazy. Your mic is too sensitive. I can barely hear everyone when you speak up. You're about to blow my speaker slash ears out. Still I love you, you guys. That. Tell me these things earlier, dude. <laughs> I, I did tell you. What happens is you get really excited, and you go like, oh, but... <laughs> Get really
3: foot. Yeah. But, he said, but it wasn't really about him. It said it drives his wife crazy in yeah. the car.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
2: God guys, oh. y'all gotta tell me this more. I can't hear myself. I can't hear myself. Uh um, <laughs> who said what did he say? My hate, wife hates football. She more.
3: No the other one uh oh, okay.
4: if you go all the way up, Ben A. Like,
3: when I'm in the car listening, it drives my wife crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, dude. You know what drives Blake me Madison. crazy
2: is this fucking microphone situation. I've been trying to get it right since 2014.
3: Dude, my my yeah. microphone's still trying to fuck with me in the middle of podcasts. It's it's it's, yeah, it's not fun. But uh, hey, Blake Madison, corn just needs to be shucked off this team.
5: Oh,
4: would you have preferred <laughs> corn to to John or uh, to Jordan Scarlet?
2: I do think it's disappointing Uh, that we didn't hear more about – we haven't heard more about Eli Apple. You know, they kind of pumped him up like it was going to be that. I'm surprised Dante, people are looking so high. Think about this. is Dante's about to be our number one corner. Yeah, and
3: and, and by the Mm. way, this is a guy who is not very disciplined in man coverage, and we're in the division with Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski is here now. Dude, imagine six foot seven Gronk on like five foot nine Dante Jackson.
2: That's going to be chin. Is that I'm more worried about Mike Evans on Dante Jackson, Julio on Dante Jackson. Calvin Ridley Mm
3: -hmm. is another one. Um, Now, uh, what's the guy that New Orleans brought in? Um, The the dude from uh, San Francisco. Oh, I don't it, even know. He, I didn't realize the, 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 breaking yeah, news the, me. Yeah, the receiver he used to play for the 49ers, And now he's on the Saints. Hmm. 49ers. Was he was in the he was uh he was with oh, Denver before oh, then. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
5: Emmanuel you. Sanders.
3: Yes. Yes, Emmanuel yeah. Sanders. Okay. Yeah, he's over in he's, he's in New Orleans now.
5: Man, I was hoping Carolina was gonna get him last year when he was away. But my,
3: my 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 point is this is not necessarily the right division to have a questionable secondary in you, you know it's that could uh that could end up being bad and this that, that's why i want uh you guys's opinion am i worrying about this too early because i'm thinking man this is not that's not what i want to hear that's definitely not what i want to hear
5: well, I'm gonna write these receivers down real quick, and then I want to see how scared I look. Did
2: you uh, expect <laughs> any different, though?
5: I mean,
4: yeah. I mean, I Eli I Apple should have had an opportunity for that number one. I, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that Dante should have locked down that position immediately. Like, I mean, he's he's. I think he's built to be a number two cornerback. I don't think he was ever built to be the top dog. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Cody, would you agree
3: with that? Well. He was yes and no. He has the physical ability to do that kind of stuff, but he, he isn't built like a, like a, your traditional shutdown corner. Yeah. He's, a little, he's a little bit smaller, um, but he does have the speed to do it. He has the hips to do it, and he has the intelligence to do it. Early on in 2018, I mean, he was starting to look like a shutdown corner, and he's very intelligent and in when to break on balls yeah. and – I mean, he really isn't good at what he does. It's just a discipline issue with him. A lot of times he'll get undisciplined. We've said this before last season. When things started to go bad for our football team, it went bad for everyone. Like, everyone just fed off this everyone playing like shit vibe, and that went over to Dante as well. So I, I, I understand people that are like, well, why is he our number one? Why is it a guarantee that he's our number one? shut down a corner he hasn't necessarily proven that yet
2: all right this is driving me nuts is it any better now guys
3: i mean you sound fine to me it's hard Am to I tell blowing you blowing you out ck no you sound good
4: okay it's on my you mind you sound I can't,
2: good can't get it out of my head it's like um, uh, you, um, you
4: you may just feel? need to get you may just need to actually get like a a filter or something that may dampen because I don't know if it's necessarily how loud you are, or how close you are. I think it might also be how sensitive the mic is.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Um. In, in the chat room, Panthers guy FSU says, I think our secondary would be good. Burris, Boston, Robinson, Apple, Green, Jackson, Pride, Chen, Thomas Oliver. My problem with all of that is what name in there has proven to be dependable like a good well, like uh, what, what name have we
2: have that had in the last five years that's been proven dependable is that, i'm i'm kind of with them there is that in some ways that's not the worst group we've had the only thing that is um concerning is that our corners are all tiny yeah eli yeah, apple's all right eli's got some all right size if it's not eli apple in dante jackson starting i'm gonna be surprised
3: yeah and very disappointed what did you pay for apple
2: nothing like one million dollars it was like i'm almost wondering if i kind of have a feeling and and this is so stereotypical of me it's not even stereotypical it's more prejudicial i guess Mm -hmm. um I think that this coaching staff might like Dante Jackson. Dante Jackson's a very um, charismatic person. Like when you hear him talk, yeah. when you hear him, th- like you know he's sharp and in, 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 like he's smart. And I'm not saying I don't know if these uh, other guys are or aren't smart, but Eli Apple, when you hear him, it's a little basic. You know, it's just like, I mean, he's not saying anything wrong. He's not saying anything dumb. He's not saying – it's just kind of simple. And I wonder if they like Dante Jackson because they really think he is coachable underneath. You just got to break that – you got to find a way to tap into it.
3: Yeah. I think it's a talent thing. I think yeah, he has the potential to do so much. And Matt rule likes those really athletic players and he fits that bill for them. So if they can kind of coach him out of some of his uh, negative tendencies and the, and the things that get him burned, those dirty eyes that they have when they're looking at things that they shouldn't, um, if they can coach him out of that, they feel like that upside is still good enough to warrant him at that position. My problem is, is when, you know, the Panthers guy says like Justin Burris, like, well, uh, Justin, who is that? Like, well, what, what, well, what is there? Like, that's not a name that makes me feel good
2: about it. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't feel good about it. But here, in defense of that, is that we could have been talking about, who are those same four names we have been cycling on the practice squad and in training camp? They're always hurt in the secondary. We've never had any names that are even better than Burris. I'm trying to think. There was these couple of guys that were these safeties. I remember Chocolate Wonderland loved one of them. And it was like the dudes always hurt. He's The coaches are always talking about how he's really practicing hard and then nothing becomes of it. You know, Is so on Burroughs did start. No, these were guys. Yeah, I, somebody will come up with it in, like a, in a couple of minutes. I'll find it. Yeah. Now it says raise the mids oh my gosh y'all y'all ch-
4: ch- you know what crazy you know, know what I'm what thinking it, as well um when I was thinking about uh chin and him playing a different position I think it had a lot to do with the fact that he was after every practice picking luke Luke's brain like asking him advice and all of this I mean I know that could be interpreted a lot of different ways but it does seem as though it's it's uh it's it's <laughs> the possibility of him playing a different position than just the safety position that I think we were anticipating him playing. <laughs> Weren't we thinking he was just going to play safety?
2: Uh, Well, uh, we didn't know.
5: We didn't know. Uh, yeah. I think it depends on how the rest of the, the team you know, yeah. pants out. But... I'm so mad right now. I'm so mad. Oh, oh bro. You don't even know how mad I am right now. I'll tell you about it here in a little while. I but. <laughs> um, anything else going on, um,
2: any other, let's see, Panthers news, or anything you guys want to talk about, uh, when it comes to, oh, we got some cats call, let's see what the cat call is going to say, we have got two of them tonight, let's see what they got.
7: Paul how y'all doing? The G. What's up, dude? You know, it's been a while, but I've been busy with my family, you know what I'm saying, been really, really busy. Okay. I'm going to talk about the elephant that's in the room. <clears throat> you know, y'all probably already, already spoke on this. I don't know. But if not, I'm going to say it. I think we should try to go sign Earl Thomas. Now, hear me out, man. I agree. That dude is a hell of a damn safety man. For real. That dude is a good-ass safety. I know he had his ass take with, with, uh, with Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Y'all remember that shit? When he fucking flicked it down coaching staff off when he was getting carted off, which was classic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> then we all know what happened in Baltimore, you know, you punch another damn teammate. <laughs> but the way I look at it, you get somebody with experience like that, you know what I'm saying? To boost up our damn secondary with that pass rush that hopefully we'll have and can stop the run on of, of front four, <laughs> hopefully. You know? But man, you put him next to damn Trey Boston, And everybody's talking about, you know, we drafted Jeremy Chin. You know, I haven't seen Jeremy Chin yet in action, so I think he's going to be okay. My thing is, put him in the damn nickel, man. Put him in the nickel. And with Phil Snow's defensive scheme, oh, my God, man. Thomas will fit in that shit perfectly, man. I really think, man. And before I go, if we sign Roman Harper, who came from the Orleans and he came to the damn Panthers, a damn saint played for the damn Panthers, and lost to the Super Bowl, unfortunately. If we picked his ass up, hey, why can't we get Earl Thomas? And then, you know, we had situations in the past when teammates fighting. Y'all remember when Steve Smith punched Ken Lucas. You remember when Cam Luke got in the scuffle. You know what I'm saying? With Josh Norman. You know, I really do think that he could be a good addition to this team. So give me your thoughts on that. Please don't kill me. Please don't. And I always remember...
3: Keep pounding. Keep pounding. pounding. Nah, everyone yeah. never killed you, man. That's the legendary G. Kavassier. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I, I definitely can't kill him because I was talking to a guy at work about this today, about Earl Thomas and how I can't believe the Cowboys never picked him up and how he's a guy out there that I wouldn't mind checking out, you know, giving a shakedown and seeing how he could fit with this team because you're right, even though there is a slight attitude problem, perhaps, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a reoccurring thing. I think that's one of the only real incidents I've seen that's kind of outrageous uh, in his whole career, but the talent is is <laughs> immense. And you mean, a, I mean, you
2: don't think him uh, getting held up by his girlfriend after he got caught in a three way with his brother and another chick is something
5: that's
3: well, like not they, they, yeah, arrest- I,
5: didn't, I didn't know that. So
2: they I'm also arrested
3: just- his wife for like beating up on him or something. Yeah, like there was a domestic <laughs> violence on her against him. Knowing
5: He's, that is different. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, those are a little different. I have to look into those, but uh, let me retract what I'm saying right here. I want I actually the think the, I want le- talent, you know? the least
2: controversial thing when it comes to um, Earl Thomas was him flicking the coaching staff off. That's the only thing I knew. You about. know, he wanted a new contract, and the reason he wanted a new contract was because you could get hurt at any moment, and he goes out there, he buckles to the fans. He buckles to the organization and blew it out. You know what I'm saying? Like he would have been the highest paid safety. You know, that was the I felt I feel for those guys at that moment when you get suckered in to, you know, play for the team, this and that, and you get screwed in the end. It happened yeah. to this guy, Javon Walker. All right, Javon Walker was a Green Bay Packer wide receiver when Brett Favre was there. And Javon Walker had a couple of seasons. He was so electric, so, so electric. And he sat out in training camp, and he was going to hold out. And Brett Favre comes out and pleads for him to put basically – the team ahead of himself, like, just guilt-tripped. He got guilt-tripped. So he he stops the holdout, and, like, the second week blows out his ACL and never got paid, you know? Yeah. And so that was the one thing. But do you think Earl Thomas really helps us? I mean, are, are we at a point right now where that, that's what we're going to need to be good?
3: Uh, I mean, like okay, – man. Like, yeah. the, right, I'm going I'm to pinpoint two comments. Trail one says we don't need any more safeties. Damn y'all quit name chasing. And I agree with that to an extent, right? Because it's like, listen, Earl Thomas is an all-pro free safety. Okay? No one is denying that the Carolina Panthers are going to be a way better football team having that kind of dog in the backfield that can just cut off an entire half of the football field Uh, a shutdown free safety in my opinion is sometimes even more important than a shutdown cornerback and I really mean that and that's kind of taboo amongst uh certain scouting circles but I really do mean that so of course Earl Thomas on this football team would be incredible but then at the same time it's like we we do this thing we know the Panthers aren't going to sign him we know that Matt Rule is okay with this being a young football team, right. and you top on all the other things that are outside of of football. It just it, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't line up. Yes, would we be a better team? Of course we would. It's Earl Thomas, um, but it's just that's not reasonable. I have um, a and- problem
2: chasing names at a time where I don't really think it moves the needles uh, enough. Yeah he said i got loud again okay <laughs> <laughs> um no
4: and I, while you're doing that one of the things somebody else was saying is uh you know and i i don't blame mike for thinking this way he said we handled uh we handled eric reed with his you know his stances and his politicized you know viewpoints that he may have had i said nope we didn't they cut him the moment this new regime got it so uh, if and you think about not, it like
3: he's not playing for you right now yeah. But then, on the other hand, I do have to pinpoint Panthers God in the chat room is trying to tell us that Burris has more promise than Earl Thomas. Come on, son. Come on, son. What
5: are we yeah. doing? It's a bold statement. He's mean, I mean, guys, he is the forever
4: optimist. You can't take that away from him. Right. I, the,
2: I know. Forever I know. Optimist. He's actually the forever optimist about things that we don't really think, like, or I'm
5: not optimistic <laughs> about He's like, like me. He likes to get on, on so bold, and bold like predictions that may not come true, but if they do, you're going to win big. So, he basically
2: he's... is like every position that he has that we – or anything that we don't like is like his Cameron artist
5: pain. Just <laughs> I got you. That's a good you know what point. I'm saying? Like, <laughs>
2: he, is that if you say this, if you say this dude's trash, he's going to say that guy's a Hall of Famer. You know, Cam Newton was great. Nope. Teddy Bridgewater's better. <laughs> and, you know, maybe he's right. Who knows? I don't know. I don't, I hear. I don't know enough about Burris. I'm actually excited about him because he's young. He started 10 games for the Browns. He said he wants to get better and make this team better. So yeah, I don't I I just don't think that an Earl Thomas helps us in uh pr- progress. It might you know, like I'm saying, he might be better than right now today on anybody on the team, but does he help the Panthers get better in 2 years? Right. And I don't and I don't think we're here anywhere close going to be. I mean, maybe we catch lightning in a bottle and win the damn game, uh, Super Bowl, but I mean, I mean, we none of us really believe that. So we're right. kind of in this to build in the right way. And the the one thing I think has been exciting about this um this l- roster in a way is that you can't say the team hasn't committed to redoing it. That's the one right. thing that if if anything, it's unsettling to me guys that it has been so drastic at times. But it is cool to say, you know what is we're Tearing the shit down. I know this contractor guy, and his favorite, and he's like a master craftsman. Like he costs a lot of money, and he's very good at building shit. Like he's per, you know, he can cut the straightest line with a skill saw without looking. You know, I mean, he's just amazing. And this dude, uh, his favorite saying is just take a match to it. Just burn that shit down. Like that's junk. That shit. Just you know. And at least we didn't try to put lipstick on a pig we really did a radical, radical thing. And I like that. So to me, the Earl Thomas just kind of, it would be a step in the opposite direction of that. Fair
3: point. Yeah. And uh, that, that's, again, nothing to I say I liked it
2: last year or two years ago. Well, I, just hate
3: that, I just hate that, dude, listen, burn it down mentality or me saying rip the Band-Aid off. Dude, to me, it's like the same thing. If we're changing everything, let's change up everything. That's why I'm mad that Marty Herney didn't get the axe when it was time, man. We were doing the full rebuild, the full transition. That's the Dude, one who, outlier,
2: who is, isn't it? is that that's who, the one thing that doesn't make sense? Uh,
3: no, right? Ma, Ma, Marty Herney is so uh, representative of a bygone era. He is quite literally... The first general manager, that that the Panther, that is right, right. Marty Herndon was the first GM the Panthers ever had, right? No, no. Well, he was. It was the the second, right? He's
2: been there since two thousand in two thousand or two thousand one, something like that. Because I think the, oh, okay. co- the coaches, there was like um, some co general managers to start. We had some big name coaches like the. Sh- um yeah original co- yeah dom capers and some things like that these guys the J- Seifert, who was mm-hmm. the guy that orchestrated or who was big with all of the 49ers Super Bowl. so those guys had so much influence um but yeah he has been he's been a part of this organization for a long time and i, I thought he was going to be the fall guy i just don't know if it looks like that still
4: yeah, so I still think I that thought. he's uh I, I think he's set up. He was
2: still here was because you know, we're just gonna fire him at the end of the get th- through this and then pull yeah. In the next We thought it was guy. gonna happen
4: after the draft, and then right. that draft happened to be a really good draft, you know, by all accounts. Yeah. Um which I think this is very similar to what happened last year and I think we were all calling for him to be fired before the offseason last year, and he was able to make it through that offseason and make some incredible moves, and we were like, oh, maybe he maybe he needs to stick around. And then this happened again this past year, and now we were on the same position, and then the yeah. draft happened, and we were like, I mean, we don't hate the draft. <laughs> I mean, no, it's
3: like a vicious cycle, man. It's like this optimism, hope, and oh, we love these players, yeah. and then now we're talking about the players that we've cut that we were excited about.
5: Well, let, let me ask you, do you think that it comes down to a matter of who else would they would have had if not Herney? Like, was there any other GMs out there that had some experience that we could have signed that would have been a good replacement or that we could have brought on the team that we thought would have matched what we were doing? I'm not sure. It's why I'm asking. I, I just don't know. Like, maybe that was the mindset of, well, we don't have anybody else right now. Let's see what happens next year and see if something opens up.
3: So I know that there were people – but yeah. even if they weren't people that we know, dude, there are people in the NFL whose names are being floated around right now behind closed right. doors. Hey, keep a lookout for so-and-so. They're good. Like, these names are already known. There's always someone out there that is ready and willing and capable to, to try and, and do and be a part of something new. And yeah. I just feel like there isn't much justification now as to why he's still here. But I don't know, dude. I'm just crapping about shit that I can't change. Just (laughs) like my everyday life, man. But uh, I don't know.
2: I want to ask this one thing because Ben said this. Just do your thing and don't worry about the levels. But Ben, what you don't know is I take medicine for worrying about
3: shit.
5: (laughs) You You sound good right now. You sound real good right now.
2: I just changed something to where the microphone setting in Windows was set to 100 like the actual mm. mic and i backed it down to 85 or
3: 80 something you do sound yeah
5: something. you sound you sound much much yeah.
3: lower i would
4: say volume i you sound you sound like i should probably
5: fall asleep to your voice mm-hmm. uh read me a story yeah, sir Jesus.
4: but Christmas i will say there, i, to I
5: in your core. could you <laughs> you're gonna hate
4: me you're gonna hate me because you need to be the leader and interrupt us as well. Just raise it slightly, not all the way to the hundred. Raise yeah. it slightly, not not too much, but you're almost where you need to be.
5: Yeah, you're this? you're a little low. Yeah, that's good. This
4: is
2: it. That's really this good. This is that's it. it. We hit the sweet yep. spot.
5: I oh think you God got face. it. Yep, it's right there.
2: That's my oh face. Oh, there. That's <laughs> that's perfect. Because oh, yeah. even when
4: you got up, even when you got loud, I, you weren't clipping or anything like that. So that was good. That's good. That's yeah. a really good spot.
2: Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. um, You know what is that? You guys, I got so shook by that. A little higher. A little higher. I'm right here in the G-spot. Right there. I did have the cat
3: spot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we actually have the real cat calls intro with the first cat call. I just didn't play it right.
4: So, what are your thoughts on cat calling?
0: Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody.
2: And how did that make you feel?
7: Uh, very uncomfortable.
4: So, how do you think cat calling makes the person feel?
7: It feels a true, good like. And a
1: three and a four, and who's, that who's that cat sitting, the cat sitting in the back corner with her face buried in the snow?
4: I love it because there's such a delay for us. It probably was so <laughs> off. <laughs>
1: hey,
7: what's up? This is Kevin from Charleston, South Carolina. I was wondering if y'all think we should go after All Thomas. No. Uh, <laughs> probably getting for cheese. He's a good safety, a safety, and also like, what do y'all think about the Madden ratings? Madden just came out. I was thinking about buying it. What do you think about Carolina's ratings, the player ratings? I think Cam is at 78. I think Teddy is at 75. Are any of y'all gonna get it? What's y'all's gamer tag? And if any, if any of y'all want to get y'all ass beat, it's a Madden. Mm. Tell me where where y'all you, <laughs> you wanna do on next mm. PlayStation, what's up? I get 10 stacks on it. 10 stacks, I mean like 10 dollars. You know. <laughs>
2: Which one I like of it. Look at that? I, like yeah. <laughs> I wanna I'm <laughs> glad people are, are digging my my style a little bit. The Teddy B D has is taken off. I have multiple yeah, people reference in that. Yeah. Um you know, the person to play on Madden is my man T Money nineteen ninety three. All right, Greg, you got you want some of that? Have you got the new I got one yet?
5: The no, I haven't yet, but okay. I've got some skills. I have. We're going to see. It's gonna and you fun. know what
2: Greg likes to do is put a 10 stack, and when I say 10 stack, I mean $10 bills, y'all. Mm-hmm.
6: About $10 <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: bills. So um, with the Madden ratings, you know what was interesting to me is that Chase Young was superstar rating already. Like he's got the, like the yeah. highest rating. He hasn't even played Snap
3: yet. I ain't even mad at it. He's the best defensive end I've ever scouted coming out of college. Did we mention most, most... about Ron Rivera and
2: his limp?
3: No, we didn't. That was no, we haven't touched on that at all.
2: So with the caller, uh, he went with the, um, the, the matting ratings. What was Earl Thomas, which we don't we've already addressed, and Dallas
5: Turner. Ca- our... Go ahead. I say he said Cam was seventy-eight and uh, Bridgewater seventy-five, which is interesting.
2: Okay. So. I'm okay with that. Actually, I'm not okay. I think both of those should probably... Well, I don't know. I don't know how they factor it in. Cam's about to ball, bro. I'm worried about... Uh, it I'm not worried about it. I think this is... I think in Keel Harry, or whatever is going to be a pick this year in fantasy. That's who I'm eyeballing in the late rounds is that, dude. He's been connecting with Cam a lot in camp. But, um... Ron Rivera announced that he had, I guess it's a tour, a type of lymphatic cancer, caught really. very early, um, and highly treatable, right? Cancer, and or treatment, you know, as they have good success rates, and I, I know this seems a little callous in a way. Is that he does have good resources available to him. Right. So I don't want to yep. like, write it off is that it's not it's different if you were I won't say it's di- it's not different. The treatment he's going to have um, availability of treatment at a level that is probably top, you know, the top in the world, it, unlike maybe if you or I were, you know, and we got to get the local doctor that, you know, do we have the money and the resources? <coughs> so a lot of good things in his favor, Early detection, a cancer that is highly treatable treatable have they have good success rates and he has the resources to access that that medical those medical needed medical services and then on top of that is they got Jack del Rio um, yeah and talk about you know one of the things I always said with with Rivera that I felt like he was a little worried about bringing in guys that could be named interim. <laughs> um, yeah. into his coaching staff. And, Del Rio
3: was a good coach, too, yeah, for, the, well, for the Raiders.
2: And for the Jaguars at one point. Um, yeah. But here, my friend did ruin Jack Del Rio for me.
3: Oh, no.
2: Well, you know he's, uh, like, very political. He's a big Trumper, which I don't care about that even anymore.
3: Oh, um, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, like, I don't even care who people like. And, yeah. Uh, like, I'm done. Now I'm not even getting upset. Like I don't even get right. upset. Like I mean, but um, <laughs> you know the guy PFT commenter, like yeah, he's yeah, all yeah. over the internet, and he started on Pro Football Talk, and uh, he said, you know that Jack Del Rio's name translates to Jack in Jacking in the River, to masturbating in the river.
3: <laughs> <Does it really? laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. Is Jack in Jack in the river? What are you doing? I'm jacking in the river. Del Rio is the river. He's jacking in dude. the river. He's masturbating in the river. That's what his name means.
3: <laughs> dude, that needs to be like a thing. Like, like we- whenever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like whenever, whenever uh, we start that 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 middle of the season downslide, uh, dude, we're jacking Del Rio in it. I mean, I tell you this
2: is that I'm. I think he's right. I'm never gonna be able to look at him the same. It's kind of like the Teddy BD. It's like you just can't look at him the same. It's like, damn, I got more. You know, like, all right, I'm giving you more respect to me right away because you got an alien in your pants. Look, <laughs> but um, I mean, it's true. Nobody has to say that. That mess was weird. I mean, not weird. I don't know. J. Um. All right. Let's see. We got one more call. Uh, so Ron Rivera. Um. You know, good dude. Poor guy. Again, in another situation where he has to be the face of an organization dealing with a bunch of shit. You remember that is like all the crap that went down in Carolina. He always dealt with it. There was no Dave Gettleman out there. There was no Jerry Richardson taking in the heat for any of this shit. It was always. Send out Ron Rivera to make things better. And guess what? He goes to Washington to change the culture. And what is he doing? The same shit. Darius guys cut. Got to deal with that. He did handle that. I think in retrospect, I think he applied a lot of the Greg Hardy stuff is they didn't wait any time. They just let the guys go. See you later. Right. We don't care if it's we're done. Um, all right. The number is 252-228-5098. Here's the next call uh Mike?
1: Supreme Leader at your service. What's up, Mike? Just want to, uh, first give a big, big, big shout out to my man Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. Um, heard about his, uh, diagnosis of cancer. Shit sucks, man. Um, matter of fact, my, uh, my father just got out of a bout with got out of about with cancer himself and uh, he's doing good now so I wish the best for him as well um, you know regardless of what whoever thinks about him as a coach and all this football stuff he's a father and a husband first so big prayers up for them um, so what well, I think I need to Address real quick is something I saw on a a uh, Panther uh, fan page is that there is no reason whatsoever we should even we should even think about picking up Earl Thomas. Um, I'm sure his contract is way too expensive for us. Um, when he clears waivers. Um, he should go to the Cowboys as you know, they're known for, you know, doing that stupid stuff. Um, there's, there's, I don't see any reason for us to pick him up. Um, There were, you know, small murmurs of people saying, oh, yeah, we should pick him up. You know, we need all the help we can get. No, this man has been pushed out of Seattle and now Baltimore, you know, and not only the fact that why would he come to us in the first place? I'm sure he would want to go to a Super Bowl contender. So, yeah. Um, I saw that somewhere. Um, I just want to let all the other Panther nation know that we don't need them. We don't at all. Um, yeah. So, Panther pride till I die. Keep pounding. I'll ask you guys.
2: Word yeah. out, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then the. I just don't think it's the right time and the right fit for a veteran like that, and the fact that Baltimore let him go where they are going to. Um, I'm playing with this Rubik's cube. By the way, <laughs>
5: how's Let's
2: that working start. out for you? Uh, <laughs> it's the reason I don't know what hey, you hey, uh...
3: Can I, can I? Hey, on on Netflix, on Netflix they have a documentary uh, about the the fastest Rubik's cubers in the world, like the ones that go to the competitions, and dude, they can finish a Rubik's cube like that in under six seconds?
2: Yeah, it's insane. I don't understand. I can't. I've never mm-hmm. done one. Period. I've never been. Ve- yeah, like, I'm excited I if that. I just get one side
3: the best in the world is uh, uh, an Asian kid who has autism. And he's like the, the, of course, the he's man. course,
2: he's like the rain man of Rubik's Cube. Yeah,
3: he really is. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. He's exactly that. Um, and off the mic, Blake, Blake Pettis. You know, I've been very concerned about Greg's ice-up pick from last week. I've turned cameras around backwards I have <laughs> double checked the stream. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, worst nightmare. No. Um, so, yeah, I just don't think it's the right time in the fit. Is that, again, is that if I think that, I think Earl Thomas is that at this point, if you go and get Earl Thomas, you're willing to say this is that it's enough for, uh, it, he could put us over the hump. But okay. they cut him with a big loss of money on the precipice of being very good. Baltimore, So that tells you something, man. That, I think anyway, is that there's some, where there's smoke, there's fire. I think there's deeper problems behind his menage a trois of transgressions. And I don't know what they are, right? But when you see these people um, and they're just continuing. You know, I, f- I said the same thing about Josh Gordon. As I gave Josh Gordon a pass after pass after pass, I said we're making – uh, something out of nothing, that this and that, and then you know what? It turned out it was worse than what we thought. So I'm starting to worry about that. When it comes to, are we going to find out that there are deeper problems than him just punching a teammate and banging out a chick with his brother? Right? Um, I don't By the know. Way,
3: who does that with your brother? like the last thing uh, no nah, i'm not i'm not i don't know
5: no. i don't have a brother no. and i don't
2: think yeah,
3: i don't
5: have a brother silly. i don't know either yeah oh,
2: man that's a bad i guess brothers do brotherly. to be death. to be
4: fair <laughs> right i've uh you, never mind
2: to be fair yeah. <laughs> i did that when i was 17 with this chick yeah. and my brother no uh, no
4: there's i was gonna say that um it wasn't even my brother? real brother but I I have a stepbrother, sort of, that I grew up with. that's way different, Sarah.
2: You're you're totally clear. It's a stepbrother.
4: (laughs) But (laughs) brothers do tend to show brothers things, especially as you're growing up. The older one shows the younger one things. Mm -hmm. And so I think you start to kind of, like, if you have a brother, or Teddy Bridgewater's brother yeah
2: exactly <laughs> yeah. but what
4: I mean by that is they show them a lot of times their first like, yeah, their first experience with any type of pornographic videos or anything like that right. um, you know so I think that they when you start your their
2: girlfriends and, yeah and
4: what you've done with them and so the idea of doing that with you while you're you know uh, you know in the same vicinity as your brother could be weird
2: we're moving on Earl Thomas got no more talk on this podcast um okay um that's it i think that's it when it comes to i mean look i mean there really is nothing to talk about i'm really upset about the coverage when it comes to training camp i feel like we should be getting more than this um particularly we don't know really a lot of what's i almost wonder if they're not really practicing um as hard like i mean are they not hitting as much are they not doing some of those things that i don't know it just seems harder for us to assess where this team is at i don't know much it's uh, very difficult i did hear oh, yeah, Stephen weatherly had a good play dante jackson blocked a field goal in, in this um in, in train in practice 14. but i just to have when when practice ca- in 2015 2016 2017 even in 2018, we were getting play-by-play, moment-by-moment updates at a training camp where you didn't even have to go, and you could almost watch the whole thing. And now it's just been very sanitary and quiet. Um, That's it. All we got to do now is ice some mugs up. Uh, the It's the C3 Panthers podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. We're here on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. And guess what? is that it might take me two hours, but I'm not going to change anything between this week and next week. So my voice may be good. Better than best. The G-Spot has been found, folks. Rest easy. (laughs) Relax and enjoy. Relax and enjoy. (laughs) Uh, I am going, this voice is going to put you to sleep. If Uh, anything
3: can be said about tonight at least tony found the g-spot yeah yeah that's the only thing that matters tony so we can can all go to
4: bed satisfied can you say pull it out big boy
5: (laughs) oh wow can you say that tony uh
2: no that i would be that would be what she said i am the finder of the g-spot i am not the g-spot
5: right the locator
2: right no, no, what you don't name. know is you the are locator. the guidance
5: system for the missile
2: oh okay um <laughs> all right anyway enough brotherly love on this podcast uh who are you gonna no, ice I, up I, this way the ice up uh section uh blake says please take a picture of your mic settings <laughs>
6: right.
2: i found out where the problem wait, wait,
4: is. is this the, is this a sex no. Right. no. Send that. it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Take
2: it. a picture and send it to me. It's, it. <laughs> those it's mic like settings. Uh, getting these mic uh these mic settings was so sexually satisfying. It's like sliding <laughs> in my DMs. All right. These Need settings. <laughs> <Slided. Yeah. laughs> uh, um, John King hey, gonna, uh... says Balboney, Tony wants to bone thee. I Ooh. do like her more than Carolyn Cam. I don't ever see her though. She's like, nah, no, I mean Have you guys seen anything? Like, where Balboni, is like,
4: Balboni? feels like I'm not going to talk crap about her because we would like to be able to have an opportunity. Crap. She seems a lot more fake than Caroline Can did, though. Like, uh, she doesn't okay. seem like a genuine human being. Or still or on, or what's or What's her or name?
5: What's her name? Something uh, about Kathleen Balboni or something like that. Balboni.
3: She's, yeah, they call her KB. Uh, she's pretty. I think she's
5: Catherine pretty. Balboni. So. I'm
3: gonna uh I'm gonna go first Do with the uh, ISL tonight. Do you have that, that picture I sent? You don't need the whole tweet, just the the picture. If not, it's okay because it's self explanatory.
2: No, what um, tweet was this one? No.
3: Go in our chat. I, I sent two tweets, not the most oh, recent one. I only got one. So hold one, hold
2: one. I, I only found one. I'll look again.
3: Yeah, but it's in the it's uh it's from NBC News. And uh they put out a uh a report that you Bolt both had to go uh, in the yeah. lockdown after contracting COVID 19 and they straight up put a picture of kevin hart in the in the image profile like how does nbc news not double check their tweets enough to know whether or not hey is this the right black comedian or the right entertainer oh mm-hmm. no sorry it's the opposite one mm-hmm. um this is the dumbest shit in the world to me that there's multi-billion dollar corporations can't get dumb shit like that right so to nbc news ice up son you know i hope
2: this wasn't one of those fake ones we got you
3: everybody's been posting it man
2: okay um yeah Yeah. i mean it's kind of like the rubio posting the wrong dude not john uh john lewis um, yeah. All right, so ice up NBC. Don't right now. Ice up all the news. We were talking about this is how poorly the transition, like the video content, the the content creators should be most easily transitioning in the COVID world because like that's what they do. They just produce shit for us to sit and, sit and watch, mm-hmm. but they've really not been great at it, and particularly this is that you think of all the microphone troubles I have had tonight they're just as bad mm-hmm. remember that center what was the uh, I mean it's just I thought the news would be better than just using the damn uh, microphone <laughs> in my Apple laptop or whatever but um, to NBC News ice up I want to go next my ice myself yeah. up Ugh. Mm. Icing myself up today. Um, and I would preface this with one of those like I usually don't do stuff like this but but you know when everybody says that they do it I guess is that I was messaging a friend of mine at work about somebody else at work and I messaged the person I was talking about oh zing
5: yeah yeah. and then you- didn't
2: under- get it didn't realize I did it till I sent another message Oh. This one was intended for them, really. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't really that bad, but it did feel
5: like a turd. It sounds so like you just gotta fall on your I sword say. on this one. Man. I did I mean yeah. like I mean there's yeah. I mean
2: I have to, I mean, obviously they know exactly what I said. Did you explain it to them? No. All it was is <laughs> that this cat taught what takes me two weeks and fifteen minutes. Maybe I've been trying to play it off as a compliment actually.
5: I have a story about this of that's like not me. too that's not too bad to be honest with you, but I mean,
2: like it was <laughs> like in the third person, like I clearly wasn't talking to him directly, mm-hmm. so it was kind of right. sh- it's shitty, and I was just like, oh, and if you think that I worry about the microphone settings, imagine how long I worried about this fucking All
6: right.
4: can I <laughs> tell you my story small.
2: so that's me Ice up make sure that you don't freudian slip when you're composing a tweet. And uh, send it to the person that you're – not tweet, text, tweet, whatever, instead of. Go right. ahead, CK. It
4: was, this isn't my ice up, but I just – I feel inclined to tell you guys a story. Um, so there may have been a time, you know, a few years back where um, I may have been sending my wife some, like, you know – sexual Dick, so no, 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 no. No pictures. It was just um, – Heavy
5: conversations.
4: Yeah, lewd conversations. Yeah. And uh, I was instigating it. And I sent it. And uh, it had some stuff in there that I would definitely not want uh, her mom to know about. Oh, no. <laughs> but I sent it to her mom. Oh, yes. here's, no, no, no. Here's, here's the genius of this. I freaked out. And I told Kayla about it. And she's like, oh, no. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep sending them. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna post on Facebook. If you're getting bad messages from me, uh, it's been not high- me. Oh, it's Somebody's being working me.
3: Wow. <laughs>
4: wow. <Brilliant>. She te-
3: <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen
4: oh my gosh man and it worked like a charm let's hope she never watches this episode of cd <laughs> oh man that's
5: great oh, great that thinking man homie. yes yeah. yes yeah so I, that was, was my uh
2: say i just kept going on and going on and going on I was just like, <laughs> and then told her it was a
5: joke that's how like, i am ah, just kidding
2: <laughs> moms yeah <But> no, <laughs> do,
3: do, do, do this, that. As an excuse to just send a dirtiest shit <laughs> boss. Like, oh, I want oh, to t- tag
2: team you and your <laughs> mom. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, think, I think about you when I'm with her. <laughs>
2: Time to uh, look wow, at this. John Kid K- Co- Barrera, 1499 love bomb in the show. Thank you for your support. He said Steve Smith is now on Cameo. Oh, Here's we should get to him to do it ice up, done. Nice, Smitty that's a good idea. Yeah. Alton, yes, that's what we're doing. We're gonna get Steve Smith to do our own ice up. That is what we're gonna do this year. I wonder what
5: he costs. It's pretty interesting thing. He's probably, I mean, like I mean those hundred fifty bucks, hundred fifty bucks, yeah, yeah. bucks somewhere in there. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I let's mean, get that. Funchess out. was For sure.
2: like forty.
3: And then to pitch in and like have him ice up all of us, like. Like have him say like talk shit about each one of us a little yeah. bit. Have, uh, I think Tyler did that to us in our uh, cat calls on oh, time. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that would be funny.
2: That's a good that idea.
3: Be... Or just yeah. have him say, I Hi, sup, son. He says sup, can rip- we get
2: updates on what the donated money goes to? All right, so I'll tell you exactly what the donated money goes to. It goes to uh I gotta pay for the website. That's like two hundred and fifty dollars a year, and um, I gotta pay taxes on thirty percent of this, and we really get like fifty bucks every two months. So from YouTube, not even. Oh, I don't even get crap from them anymore. I don't really push. We don't push for views. Well, wait. We don't really get my. This is this podcast. Thank you for the support. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we want to keep a running tab. Of money that go, he said, for a new mic. The problem is <laughs> the new mic. Uh, yeah, like I've bought a computer over the years and some different things, but there really isn't a lot. But thank you for that. But it really doesn't go to. In the past, we've given away a bunch of shit. I've gotten T shirts made and some different things. You got to pay for hosting and stuff. Not a lot of expense, but some. Um, where the money? If we want to keep a running tab of the ice up, son contributions i would totally do that like this 15, uh, dude, yeah, it's 15 now dude yeah we can add a bar he said 150 a yeah he said 150 <laughs> we are um we are now at 135 to to steve smith icing up and you guys um that donate let's say this if you donate over 10 dollars, you get a hand in maybe what we ask him to say So John Kidco, you can help suggest the ice up, Tony. You can be like, Tony, get your fucking new mic or Steve Smith coming into your house and punching in the face like Ken Lucas. That's really (laughs) what I want him to say. It's like, if you don't get this podcast, bigger, better, more awesome, I'm going to punch you in the face like Ken Lucas. That's what I (laughs) want to say. Uh, Okay, (laughs) so I'm icing myself up on that. Uh, thanks John Kidco Barrera we will um, as, especially as the season gets going then we'll start getting some money you know I mean basically we had a couple we had a you know I'll send right now what we're we gonna do is the next thing is we're gonna get lights for everybody I guess um, get what lights lights oh like
4: like this stuff right here
2: Look at this. Oh, my gosh. He wants Smitty. Thank you. Thanks, John Kim Cobra. We're go- we're, we'll we get it. We'll definitely get this. Wow. In fact, even if we don't get the 150 with donations, I'm doing it no matter what. It's just yeah, I'm going to probably wait till the first week of the season or somewhere we get to drop it at a cool time. Um. Okay. <laughs> he said, Trill Woods, <laughs> this is awesome. True once said Blake, you must not have been around when Tony had the old Elvis Presley mic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: Y'all
2: mugs are... oh, First, man. I know I'm Tony is low hanging fruit when it comes to making fun of. I am easy I'm easy to pick on. Uh thanks, Ben S. Uh thanks actually, Ben, for all your help. I'm getting the audio corrected because Cody had told me, CK had told me last week that I was blowing out. And I didn't know why it was, but now I was thinking about some different things we gotta fix. Anyway, um what's your ice up pick, CK?
4: Um, mine's gonna be the test in New Jer- the testing center in New Jersey that tested seventy seven NFL players and they all came back positive for COVID. Um, mm-hmm. and they were false negatives. And so when that happens, that is ridiculous because that is by itself. Uh, a possible league shutting down type of a situation with 77 players having COVID just randomly on the same in the same vicinity. Um, so the fact that, that 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 testing facility got 77 testing negative or, or false net or false positives is just absolutely asinine. So ice up testing facility. Ice up.
2: Ice up. Doesn't that make you? Um... More. question the entire system? Yes. Thank you. And we'll we we've it. been doing this, to be honest. Like and to be mm-hmm. fair, to yeah. our listeners will support this is we've been we have not been overly negative or overly po- you know, we've tried to I would say keep a arm's length distance from the conversation being too accusatory. But we have shown I've shown fatigue. We've brought these questions up. Greg has yeah. talked about fear being a motivator. We talked about a lot of this stuff, but it makes is that you have some people suggesting those tests um, that the NFL is just saying that they're false positives. But then you have other people saying that it's a manufacturer, a specific manufacturer of tests. And I, and doesn't this lend a little more credence to the stories that we hear about, People that go in to take a COVID test, they get tired of waiting, and they leave. And then they get a letter that said they tested positive. I heard a story of one guy who, and, and it's always a guy who knew a guy, right? Yeah. Um, but a guy who knew a doctor who just sent in three blank swabs to see what would happen. They all came back positive. Oh my gosh. You know, I, mean, well, I don't know if these are true or not, but doesn't this so- story get, breathe a little bit of life into those suspicions?
4: I just mm-hmm. binged uh, making a murderer, and I don't trust anything anymore. Period. I just don't like after watching that. I was already a, a healthy skeptic. Now I am just full blown. I don't trust anything with anything that uh, any scientific testing, any uh, anything that's not run like because I mean these things are so easily. When you look at the actual specifics of how many hands touch these things, they're so easily compromised. Everything in the world—the the justice system, the the systems in which they rely on for scientific testing—the you know all of these things are just so easily to compromise. And so I don't trust a single thing anymore. After watching that, it just—I've lost all trust in any system like that. There's
2: another um, Netflix special where the girl in a Massachusetts crime lab. Um, And she like was in charge of like she just was the one that was just her and this other girl that were doing the drug testing was just yeah. a coke addict and a meth addict, and she was taking all the drugs and yeah. just doing them and like you know what I mean? and and just being like well it was drugs it was drugs and like yeah. everybody like the DAs loved her because everything came back as like drug and uh, but you hear there was another instance too in North Carolina in Durham and this was I think in the nineties or something or like the head forensic dude was just fudging the test to get through the casework and then all yeah and then what happens is and this is the problem with this is that all of a sudden that the cases that were handled appropriately become you know null and void because these other real examples yeah. For me, these types of stories make me continue to um. I'm like at the point where every new story I just say is COVID even real. Mm, yep. And that and I and that's silly. I know it's silly to say. I don't really mean it. But how real is real?
5: Which is oh, kind of God, God, it, it just is just getting to. Yeah. So yeah. I'm
2: with you. I set up to the testing, and um, I really my the number one statistic I want to know is how many people that get a positive COVID test. We're sick. Fellas, I tell you, the
3: more more and more time goes by, I genuinely think for that stretch of time when I I went to the hospital for a little while, I genuinely think I had it at that point in time. Because they tested me for the flu uh, like damn near three times. One came back inconclusive, then it came back negative, only to then find out that I did have the flu. So that kind of lets me know, they don't really know what the fuck was going right. on. Right? No, that's because no. I had all I had all the symptoms of it. Um, every time I would eat food, it would just give me the weirdest effect. I don't know, man, but I I, I definitely think there's a lot of information floating out around this coronavirus that's being you know, oh, this is official truth coming from trusted resources, only for it to be completely contradicted a, a little while later. It's like. I feel like you have to genuinely dig for the real truth. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I just giggled to myself thinking of CK putting that message on Facebook. If you're getting these crazy <laughs> messages, that, that right? So Genius brilliant. though. Genius. So brilliant. All right, Greg, you yep. got to ice up, pick force.
5: Yeah, I got like one and a half because one just recently happened and I, I've got to talk about it. But uh, my biggest one, I don't want to not talk about this, is I got to ice up Louis DeJoy. He is the uh, postmaster general right now, appointed by Mr. Trump. Uh, he got grilled. He's come into the post office and changed so many things in the last few months. And there are people waiting on packages two, three weeks past the date they're supposed to be, sitting in one, like one facility for a week and a half, two weeks, you know? And I'm not sure if all these are causes of what he's done, but it's all started when he's come in and changed things. He got grilled by Congress yesterday. And I was off work, and I get to sit down and watch the whole thing, and he looked like an absolute fool. I mean, how can you be the postmaster general when you don't even know how much a stamp costs? Seriously. It it, it really, really made me upset. Um, You know, we had some – there were some Congress people that were actual – uh, postal employees beforehand that knew firsthand what it was like, that were just grilling him. He was floundering. Every answer was a, um, um, uh, uh, and just I don't know type deal. The guy's not fit for the job. Uh, you know, we, we spent millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Either way, a lot of damn money when we were going to decide on a new postmaster, and they narrowed it down to 250 people. Then from those 250, they narrowed it down to 14 people. Then those 14 people, they were supposed to select one guy, one person to be a postmaster, and they picked DeJoy, and he wasn't even in the 250 people consideration to begin with. So if that doesn't lead to something being fishy the about this whole situation system, him dude. being in there, yes, this you is the you, spoil if you don't system. see that if you don't see that ice up at the DeLuca Joy ice up. Yeah, you're right. Spoil system, man. It really is. Like he uh, contributes money to a certain cause. Care of him, and now he's going to Betsy do what he DeVos. has to do. Look at DeVos. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, um And so these are the you know it's. It's the 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 dev. There's two bad things about both ways of doing. You can either elect that person, but we elect Mm -hmm. incompetent people all the time,
0: Right. right?
2: I mean, or you can appoint some. You know, appointing does help defer some of that popular current, but if the people appointing don't really care about the actual position, but actually instead care about some other agenda, it's the spoil
5: system, dude. Um, I mm-hmm. did want to ask you yeah.
2: this: Is Cody, uh, you got half ice, oh, half more ice up? What's your other half? What's your half? I do. My other <laughs>
5: half is while we were podcasting, my wife came home from work and she started screaming, and yelling. I didn't know what was going on, so I, that's why I ran out real quick. My dogs chewed up my mattress, like okay. so. To Obi wan Kenobi and Bucky Barnes, my puppy dogs, ice up because y'all chewed up my mattress. So that's going to cost me like three thousand dollars. I got to buy a new mattress. No, I, don't go up. three thousand.
2: Get a wow. Chinese Tempur for 1800 My bad idea. It's made My out bad of dead idea. Chinese people and I love it. <laughs>
5: um,
2: okay. <laughs> it's made out of COVID. Uh, yeah. Um,
5: made out of COVID. <laughs>
2: there is one more ice up pick. I need uh, Cody to make it though. Tell me about the well guy. Oh, you
4: mean TK oh, or Cody? Yeah. Well, either that's, one. Uh, Whoever that's knows an hour more... away from me.
3: Tel- oh, I, I want got... to know all about this,
4: Cody. You, bit go bit ahead, Cody you go ahead, Cody. You go ahead.
3: Okay, I gotta find it, man. Uh, I gotta go to my. So he is
2: my, a uh, evangelical preacher, correct? Yeah. Well, he was he the is... president of Liberty University, is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And Liberty University has expanded a lot in the last twenty. Liberty years, University has exploded.
4: Online. Yeah. They've exploded. Stuff, right? My wife actually does their course line coursework online. Um. But yeah, so he is. It's his father, Jerry Falwell, was the original. He passed away a while back, but so he take he has taken over, and you know he's always been a, a bit of a controversial subject, um, especially with Ralph Northam and everything. Some of the tweets he would put out and whatnot. But yeah, he's uh, Cody. You can you can elaborate yeah, more so, on what's going on. I want.
3: couldn't find the 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 article, but basically uh, this Falwell guy. Was having a dude basically have sex with his wife in front of the Falwell guy. So the Falwell cuck was into it. Like He's he, a cuck. he was, He's yeah, he, he, he is a cuck. But see, all right, this is my thing, man. Like Joe Rogan has the best joke about this. All these evangelicals that are so anti gay, everything they're secretly terrified that dicks are delicious. Okay? <laughs> right? So I, I, I correlate that to this. All these politicians that are so diehard Christian, evangelical, they're, they're far-right conservative, these are the people that do this kind of shit behind closed doors and they want to tell you that you're fucked up for doing it. It's like, come on, bro. You let a dude blow your wife's back out for over seven years and 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 like, dude, dude, he is one of the staunchest. Like, dude, it is the the definition well, of it's like of every politician
2: up. who is anti-gay but then gets caught sucking D,
0: right or whatever yeah.
2: you know. Because yeah. it's um, you know, uh, and to bring this back to bring this around to one of Greg's podcasts because I refuse to finish this podcast, obviously. <laughs> uh, I went and binged the boys again. Like, oh I watched yeah! Them. And you need to go back and watch it, folks. If you're ready for season two to come out, like you just have. To, it's been a long time. If you're mm-hmm. like me, who watched it when it first came out, and you forget a lot of stuff, but I tell you, my favorite episode of the entire damn thing—episode when they're at oh. the revival and he's talking to the stretchy arm dude. Mm-hmm. And he dropped the phone. He dropped the phone in the water or whatever. He was gonna have. He had this incriminating picture, and instead he said, "You fucked me," or whatever. Yeah. But it was yeah. such a because it it just brought to light, like the. And I'm a religious. Uh, well, I won't say I'm not religious. I'm a, I'm a Catholic, so we're OGS. Like we we're the boring ones. We got our own scandals, but um, <laughs> Sister Catherine. We also do the most good, like, Catholic, the Catholic Church is the largest humanitarian organization in the world, so, um, but, you know, these types of things were just highlighted in that show a lot, in that episode, so it related, yeah. it, it brought that to mind, and I would tell you this, if there's anything, if you go back and watch the boys, guys, you gotta watch uh, the music selection for each episode music selection for each episode has to do with the episode. At the end, okay. at the beginning, the ch- 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 cherry bombs, right? When Homeboy mm-hmm. explo- when they put the thing where they make them eat the That's C4, true. they've got mm-hmm. um, all types of music from John Lee Hooker when Homeboy's sad and you learn that his wife was raped by whatever. You've got, like, the music, whoever is doing the music selection, has great
5: taste you're absolutely right and if you really like that you need to watch umbrella academy because if you like music that goes yeah, well with it yeah they have, the, the know, umbrella academy. They have a good yeah they have a good ah, soundtrack which by tough. the way see uh cody's coming on this weekend on the show come check him out yeah. he's gonna talk umbrella academy movie and some dc fandom uh tony if you really like the boys season one you just watch the review we're reviewing season one next week I think. So not this week, but next week. So just in preparation for season two. So hit me up. if You want to get on there and talk about it?
2: Yeah, Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about the boys at any moment because. Yeah. And isn't that the dude that uh, Seth Rogen? Isn't that who who wrote it? Who's the guy? He
5: he has has his hands in it. I don't think he wrote it completely, but I'm not sure to be honest with you. Yeah.
2: I think he's like producing those guys, man. Just they're just on fire. Some of these dudes just go from nothing to brilliant over mm-hmm. the last decade. Um, all right, C3 Panthers podcast. The number is 252 228 You can check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Do me a solid smash the thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe if you're on YouTube, but most importantly, just tell one friend about the podcast and just know as you tell one friend about this podcast that you are going to bring another fan into our community and also have one more listener for when steve smith gets hired to do the cameo and ice me up and say if you don't get your microphone settings right tony i'm gonna punch you in the face like ken lucas If he says that, that's going to be the greatest, (laughs) the greatest thing ever. My name is Tony Dunn. You can follow me at cat underscore chronicles. My man, Cody Lashney, has the Cripple connection. You guys are on Saturdays now, correct?
3: Yeah, we're going Saturdays now, uh, 4 p.m. Check us out. It's on my YouTube channel, Cody Lashney. Um, At the start of every month, uh, there is a brand new uh, draft on uh, drafttech.com and written by yours truly i write the comments for the carolina panthers and you can find me on twitter at cody lac c-o-u-y-l-a-c
2: um ck i got seven kills in warzone last night nice man that's like good Very for nice. me that's my best so far and i would say it was even my best game i just had a good gun and a little luck uh, well, you gotta, but, you gotta,
4: you gotta try it out again. They have a new LMG called the Finn and that thing is like a minigun.
2: Mm. Okay, all right. Um, CK, one question about it before you tell us about your stuff is: Does everybody have the codes now to those two bunkers? And that's all they. Yeah. Do? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
4: yeah, for like, sure. There's more than do. just the one, but.
2: Yeah, the park and uh, there's like there's and, but you just need the park, farmland
4: prison uh the other side of the map oh yeah they're all over the place are they gonna too.
2: ever get a new map or is that the map forever
4: um tomorrow they're about to announce that they're gonna do an in game event at some point i can't remember what time 130 130 yeah so that's gonna probably yeah they're gonna say that the new war zone map will be just the same place but in cold war air hmm.
5: that's interesting
2: so we're so, going to like basically this is the equivalent of the World War II version of
5: no Cold
4: War Cold War yeah right 80s, but like right?
2: So, well sixties to eighties yeah so I mean but are they going to limit guns to that or like to the time have, period or do you think we, it's just going to be like Vietnam? limited information it's gonna be at like this point Laos. we're I be mean you got to remember that Laos.
4: was. That was the start of when technology was starting to kick off. So the the guns were starting to actually be a little bit more advanced at that point in time, and so um, you started to have the ballistic missile. Yeah. <laughs> drop agent orange on somebody. Yeah, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a zombie mode battle royale mode um, as well. So that's gonna be pretty cool, and they're gonna have a night mode VR. Okay. So where it'll be night time for dance. Yeah. BR, yeah. Battle Royale, like oh, Warzone, oh, BR. Yeah. Okay. BR. Yeah.
2: Um, all right, CK, I know you've been streaming a lot, man. Tell us how it's going, how they can find you.
4: Yeah, it's going uh, fantastic. This week has been really good. Um, what I need now to try to get my supporter button so people can, you know, hit that supporter button and, and do $5 a month and try to get certain benefits. I haven't figured out yet. Um, I need 250 returning viewers week over week. So, like, if I have where I have now hit 829 followers, if I had 250 of them one week show up and then watch for three minutes one stream doesn't have to be every stream, and then another 250 show up the next week and do that those same 250, then I would be eligible for that supporter button. So I'm I'm, that's my next goal uh, right now outside of just hitting that thousand mark on the uh, on the stream on the uh, total followers, but yeah, that's, that's the, uh, that's the goal.
2: I officially like, am not in the hall of fame for a Rubik's cube. Just to let y'all know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I did get a new desk. It's one of those ones that'll be, it'll be here in the middle of September. It's one of those ones that raise and lower electronically. Um, and, so are uh, it's going
2: to be a standing desk now.
4: Yeah, it's going to be a standing. Like, cause I mean, I, I just, I have to work at this desk. I have to sit at this desk
2: and, and like, back I just is getting it
4: yeah man i just need to be able to stand up you know it, it, for longer periods of time than just being able to stretch and then sit right back down so
5: makes sense all
2: right greg uh man of many podcasts, uh, the man that owns a pig the man that builds his own barn the man that uh is a veteran and a member of the postal service his ass will go crazy on you if you don't listen to these <laughs> 92 podcasts he's about to list off
5: yeah, uh, do get a lot. Yeah, um, you know, just check me out easily. The Bad Daddy, if you the tail on Twitter, you can find everything I'm on. But specifically, I'm on the Geek Open Alliance Network. Uh, you can find me Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays, I'm DC, anything. Fridays, talking about animated stuff, shows. Uh, right now, we're covering the animated series, uh, Superman, the animated series from the 90s. And then I do Super Civil Servants podcast on Fridays, which you guys have all been a part of. And, you know, you're welcome to come back anytime. Uh, we cover just about everything there. It's basically this show, but about geek stuff. Uh, live 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTubes. YouTubes. And on YouTube. And uh, we actually are doing our last show in the minor leagues this week. We actually got picked up by the network, by Geek Golden Alliance. So we're getting called into the rotation for the minor or the majors. Uh, and we're going to be uh, drop, changing our show date to Saturdays after that. So still recording live on Friday, but dropping the audio on Saturdays.
2: Congratulations. It's going to be really
5: fun. Super exciting. Yeah, we did a uh, – there was Fandom last Saturday, which was like Comic-Con. But it was all digital. It was the first time it's ever been done like this. Or all virtual? First time it's ever done like this. Absolutely amazing event. We covered it for nine hours live on YouTube, and uh, what? we got we you did what? Yeah, we sat down and watched it all together and covered it all of it as it happened for nine hours live on YouTube right. Y'all on think Saturday. We Go like check football. it out.
2: Football. Y'all think we <laughs> yeah.
5: like football? Hey, you know what? I I, I brag a little bit here because I'm so proud of it. Uh, one of our videos got ten thousand views uh, in two days. After we did that. So nice. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. That's a, that's a big deal for a network that's only been going for three months. And I'm excited about uh, the future, of what's going on can with we that. Say but that sound, man. We of, like
2: can we say any of the genesis of that idea was the C3 draft party? It's got to be. Okay. Yeah. All right. Makes yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> uh, we have <laughs> right 5,000 views on a C3 draft party. That's kind of, you know yeah. what I was thinking about that is uh, for you is that that's like op- democratizing nerddom. Yeah. Right, like because a lot of people can't go. A lot of people can't attend this, and now they get to go. Mm-hmm. Get to be yeah, it early, was a really fun experience. In. Yeah, and um, if you
5: haven't checked out the new Justice League trailer, the new Batman trailer, or the new Wonder Woman trailer, go check them out. Batman's going to blow your mind.
2: I feel it really like is. if succeed at this podcasting thing and this streaming thing, Cody, Greg, like y'all's marriages. Like, I'd be more worried about your marriages than the success of your podcast. <laughs> oh, so. my
4: wife's asleep by the time I start streaming at 10 o'clock right. at night, so. Yeah, <laughs> okay.
2: All right. You guys got your shit under control. Um, yeah. All right. 252-228-5098. uh let Let's go. 1598. you can check us out on itunes TuneIn, stitcher spotify wherever you get your podcasts do me a solid smash the thumbs up button if you're watching on youtube subscribe if you're on youtube but most importantly just tell one friend about the podcast and just know as you tell one friend about this podcast that you are going to bring another fan into our community and also have one more listener for when Steve Smith gets hired to do the cameo and ice me up and say, if you don't get your microphone settings right, Tony, I'm going to punch you in the face like Ken Lucas. If he My says God. that, that's going to be the greatest. <laughs> the greatest thing ever. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me at cat underscore chronicles. My man, Cody Lashney, has the Cripple connection. You guys are on Saturdays now, correct?
3: Yeah, we're going Saturdays now, uh, 4 p.m., uh, check us out. It's on my YouTube channel, Cody Lashney. Um, at the start of every month, uh, there is a brand new uh, draft on uh, drafttech.com and written by yours truly. I write the comments for the Carolina Panthers, and you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lac. C
2: o d y l a c. Um, CK, I got seven kills in Warzone last night nice man that's like good Very for nice. me that's my best so far and i would say it was even my best game i just had a good gun and a little luck uh well you but- gotta
4: you gotta you gotta try it out again they have a new lmg called the defend and that thing is like a minigun
2: mm. okay all right um ck one question about it before you tell us about your stuff is does everybody have the codes now to those two bunkers and that's all they yeah do? okay Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
4: yeah, for like sure. There's more than just do. the one, but
2: yeah, the park and uh, there's and like there's and, but you so, just there's need the park numbers. farmland
4: prison, uh, the other side of the map. Oh yeah, they're all over the place. Are they
2: gonna too. ever get a new map, What's or that? is that the map forever?
4: Um, tomorrow they're about to announce that they're gonna do an in-game 1:30. event at some point. I can't remember what time. One
2: thirty. One thirty.
4: Yeah. So that's gonna be probably. Yeah, they're going to say that the new Warzone map will be just the same place, but in Cold War era. Sausage. Hmm,
5: that's interesting.
2: So we're so, um, going to, like, basically, this is the equivalent of the World War II version yeah, I of... The with
5: that, no,
4: Cold War, Cold War. Cold War. Yeah. Right. But like, right?
2: So, well, 60s to 80s. Yeah. So, I mean, but are they going to limit guns to that or like to time have, period? Or do you think it's we just going to be like Vietnam? limited information like at this point? We're I mean, you got to remember that Laos. was
4: that was the start of when technology was starting to kick off. So the the guns were starting to actually be a little bit more advanced at that point in time. And so um, you started to drop have the ballistic missile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a they're going to have a zombie mode battle royale mode. Yeah. Um, as well. So that's gonna be pretty cool. And they're gonna have a night mode VR. Okay. So where it'll be a nighttime for dance. Yeah. VR yeah, battle royale. Like uh, Warzone. Oh, BR. BR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. BR, yeah.
2: Um all right, CK, I know you've been streaming a lot, man. Tell us how it's going, how they can find you.
4: Yeah, it's going uh, fantastic. This week's been really good. Um what I need now to try to get my supporter button so people can, you know, hit that supporter button and and do $5 a month and try to get certain benefits. I haven't figured out yet. Um, I need 250 returning viewers week over week. So like if I have where I have now hit 829 followers, I, if I had 250 of them one week show up and then watch for three minutes, one stream doesn't have to be every stream. And then another 250 show up the next week. And do that those same two hundred and fifty, then I would be eligible for that supporter button. So I'm I'm that's my next goal uh, right now outside of just hitting that thousand mark on the uh, on the stream, on the uh, total followers. But yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the goal.
2: I officially I, am not in the hall of fame for a Rubik's cube. Just to let y'all know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I did get a new desk. It's one of those ones that'll be it'll be here in the middle of September. It's one of those ones that raise and lower electronically. Um, and, so uh, are you it's, gonna
2: be a standing desk now?
4: Yeah, it's gonna be a standing. Like, because I mean, I, I just I have to work at this desk. I have to sit at this desk. Your like, back I just,
2: is getting it.
4: Yeah, man. I just need to be able to stand up. You know, it, it, for longer periods of time than just being able to stretch and then sit right back down. So
5: makes sense.
2: All right, Greg, uh, man of many podcasts, uh, the man that owns a pig, the man that builds his own barn, the man that uh, is a veteran and a member of the Postal Service. His ass will go crazy on you if you don't listen to these <laughs> 92 podcasts he's about to list off.
5: Oh, yeah. Uh, do good a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, just check me out easily, the BadDaddy52 on Twitter. You can find everything I'm on, but specifically, I'm on the Geek Open Alliance Network. Uh, you can find me Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays, I'm at DC anything Fridays talking about animated stuff shows uh, right now we're covering the animated series uh, Superman the animated series from the 90s and then I do super civil servants podcast on Fridays which you guys have all been a part of and you know you're welcome to come back anytime uh, we cover just about everything there it's basically this show but about geek stuff uh, live 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube's on YouTube's and on YouTube and uh, we actually are doing our last show in the minor leagues this week we actually got picked up by the network by Geek Open Alliance so we're getting called into the rotation for the minor or the majors, uh, and we're going to be uh, drop, changing our show date to Saturdays after that. So still recording live on Friday, but dropping the audio on Saturdays.
2: Congratulations. It's gonna be really
5: fun, super exciting. Yeah, we did a uh, there was Fandom last Saturday, which was like Comic Con, but it was all digital. It was the first time it's ever been done like this, or all virtual. First time it's ever done like this. Absolutely amazing event. We covered it for nine hours live on YouTube, and uh, what? we got we you did what yeah. We sat down and watched it all together and covered it all of it as it happened for nine hours right. live on YouTube y'all on think Saturday. We Go like check it football. out.
2: Football, y'all think we <laughs> yeah. like
5: football. Hey, you know what? I I, I brag a little bit here because I'm so proud of it. Uh, one of our videos got 10,000 views uh, in two days after we did that. So nice. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. That's a, that's a big deal for a network that's only been going for three months. And I'm excited about uh, the future what's going on Can with we that. Say but that. Come check us out, man. The, we like to talk.
2: Can we say any of the genesis of that idea was the C3 draft party? It's got to be okay. Yeah. All right, that's yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> uh, we have 5,000 views on a C3 draft. Party. That's kind of you know yeah. what I was thinking about that is, uh, for you is that that's like op- democratizing nerddom, yeah, right? Like because a lot of people can't go, a lot of people can't attend this and now, they get to go, mm-hmm.
5: get to be yeah, nerd. it was a really fun Nine experience, yeah. And Um, if you haven't checked out the new Justice League trailer, the new Batman trailer, or the new Wonder Woman trailer, go check them out. Batman's going to blow your mind. I feel like if
2: succeed at this podcasting thing and this streaming thing, Cody, Greg, like y'all's marriages, like I'd be more worried about your marriages than the success of your podcast. (laughs) Oh, my
4: wife's asleep by the time I start streaming at ten o'clock at night. So, (laughs) okay, all right,
2: you guys got your shit under control.